When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Young Bucks Podcast, your Pittsburgh Pirates Prospects Podcast of Choice. I am your host, Jared Prugar. Corey Geiger is off this week. He's got a big week ahead of him, traveling to Auburn here later in the week uh, for Penn State-Auburn. Very excited to see his coverage uh, from afar. I've been on a bunch of trips with Corey. He's a great driver. He's got it He's got it going on, and he's got to drive all the way down to Auburn, and I'm very excited to see what he's got in store once he gets down there and once he's able to get in the stadium and write about that game, which should be a big game on the college football sc- uh, spectrum. But... This is not the We Are Podcast. This is the Young Bucks Podcast. So I am joined by a couple of my younger prospects, Lincecum and Posey, my two Australian shepherds. Uh, I know you obviously can't see them, and but you might be able to hear them uh, here in a couple minutes. But they're here to help me talk about my man, the guy that I have talked long about all season, Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz added to the taxi squad for the Pittsburgh Pirates here on Monday. He's expected to join the 40-man roster on Tuesday in anticipation of pitching in one of the two doubleheader games against the Reds as well. There isn't anybody that I think right now as a pitcher that doesn't deserve this more than Luis Ortiz. Luis Ortiz has been lights out. He's uh, the International League Pitcher of the Week. He threw six innings, gave up two runs, no hits, Nine strikeouts in his last outing before being promoted. Excellent season. This is going to put the exclamation point on what I think is a, is a superb 2022 campaign from what I think is a guy that has probably the rawest, the rawest talent in the system uh, as far as pitchers, but I think the highest upside. And what I mean by that is that he's got the intangibles, right? He's got the, he's got the fast, he's plus fastball, plus off speed, high RPMs, Good movement. But the issue for him has always been he has that one crooked inning and just can't avoid that. And, he, and it's the same thing at AAA. But he's getting the Rowanzi Contreras treatment where he's getting called up later in the season, gets a starter two. And I think that's a huge, huge benefit to him, you know, moving forward. And I think that's really what you have to look out for le- the last part of the season here in Pittsburgh is getting those guys extended looks. Guys like Luis Ortiz. Guys like Jiwon Bay. 
you know, guys like that. And even Diego Castillo, who's just got recently promoted. And even, you know, last week with Jack Sawinski. So, you know, it's just one of those situations where you guys, you got to get these guys extended looks because that's going to give you a, an idea of what you've got. B it gives them their first in their, especially with Ortiz, their first taste of major league baseball. So now that when they come back next year and they're in major league camp, and then they maybe make the team out of camp or go back to AAA or get called up again. They know what to expect. They know what it's like. It gets those nerves and everything out of their system now when they're younger, when they're ready, when they're, you know, when they've got it going on. And this is a nice little reward for Luis Ortiz. You know, he's had a superb season. You know, obviously, we talked about this with Corey all the time, is the wins and losses don't always aren't always the telltale stats with guys like Ortiz when you have to go kind of deeper, you have to look kind of deeper because it, it essentially, you know, when you look at his stats, 26 games, 25 started 124 in the third innings, 138 strikeouts, but he's five and nine with a four, five, six ERA. Right. So it's just one of those situations where you just have to kind of look at and, and take it with a grain of salt, but also realize that the ceiling is there and there's a, it's a very, very high ceiling for Lee Ortiz um, as he projects and gets his first chance at Major League Baseball. It remains to be seen what Ortiz can do at the Major League level, but I think this obviously gives him a very good chance to, to see what he's got. And I think that's probably the most important thing as we gear down the, re- the rest of the regular season here, you know, and we'll talk about this in a second segment, but with Bradenton being done and Greedensboro being done as well, but the curve having this last week of their season and then Indy mirroring the major league season, I think number one, that's a great way for things to happen. I think that's very, it's, I think it's a good stagger um, setup. Uh, it gets guys to be promoted to, you know, from the high, from high A to, to double A for that, um, for the stretch for like Cameron Junker, um, who was promoted, um, last week. And then same thing with guys at AAA to get those looks, because if you mirror that, I think that's honestly, AAA should always mirror the major leagues. And I think that's very important. I think that's a really, really good idea. Not that major league baseball does a lot of things right, but I think they have it right as far as that goes. So I'm, I'm interested to see who the pirates do, you know, continue to call up because obviously there are guys that are deserving. I do think that Ortiz is the most. Um, now again, like I said, I've been on this hype train all season, But when you look at, you know, the wins and losses, they do get scary and, you know, it is what it is. But again, wins and losses are not the end-all be-all stat for, you know, for pitchers anymore. It's just not that way. You know, even ERA, obviously you you have one bad start early in the season. You got to climb yourself out of that hole. Um, But again... You know, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he's got. But he wasn't the only pitcher that took home honors this week with Quinn Priester being the Eastern League uh, Pitcher of the Week after his performance in Altoona. And Priester has been very, very good this year. And I think, you know, I think that's a guy that could see himself in AAA. And if he honestly starts the season healthy, I think he's in AAA already. And, I, and that's just kind of the way that I see it because, listen – Priester's got it. And I think that's the thing that you have to realize for guys like that. When you know, you know. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, looking moving forward. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they handle Priester. He's 21, 6'3, 210. But again, raw on the experience side, but the stuff plays. And he has had an excellent, excellent year. 16 starts, 77 innings, uh, 77 in the third innings, 74 strikeouts. So just under a strikeout per inning, 
a whip of 1.13, you know, four and three record. But of late, the kid has shown why he is special. And it's shown um carry in Illinois. And I think that's, you know, one of those things you just have to you just see how they progress and see how they develop, because not always are you going to get from the day one that their first start. You realize, oh, this kid's special. But this is a guy, you know, comes out, doesn't get hit or gets, you know, hit, hit gets hit around in, in June. You know, he doesn't even or in Greensboro, you know, which inflates that ERA just a tad, um, you know, gives a five runs on six hits during his rehab stint, you know, then comes to double A and, you know, has a rough third start or I'm, I'm sorry, you know, doesn't give up more than three runs more often than not. And he only gave up six runs in, um, in the month of July. And in August, you know, obviously a lot, a lot more has happened, but had one bad outing August 23rd against Bowie, uh, five and a third, seven runs, um, or I'm sorry, seven hits and five runs. Only one of those was earned, you know? So when you look at, you know, by month, um, you know, the earned runs that he's he's given up, you know, it, it's kind of wild, right? You know, you look at what he's done in Altoona and and throughout, and, and the kid is, in the month of September, through two starts, he's got a 6-9 ERA. That's .69 ERA in, in two games. Uh, he's given up one earned. Uh, he's walked only three and struck out nine over the course of those two months, or, of those two starts, and that was last week. You know, obviously – Things are going very, very well for him. Um, I think, you know, the big thing for him is limiting those walks. I think sometimes it, it gets a little elevated, um, and that kind of hurts the pitch count, too. Uh, so when that happens, you kind of have to be wary of that. But, you know, again, this is only – he's only made a handful of starts in double A. And, and I think that's – you have to take that into consideration, too, with Priester. And I think next year he'll start the season in double A. Um, I think this is also a guy that's going to go to the fall league. Um, but when you look at it, you know, he's had five quality starts. And I just think that he's got it all. And, and I'm very excited to see what he's continue, what he continues to do here um, in Altoona for the rest of the season. Because uh, I think, you know, if, if this is a guy that you have to watch pitch. I think this is a guy that you really don't appreciate a, a lot until you see him on the mound and you see what he's capable of, of doing. So he pitched on Saturday, or I'm sorry, on Friday, which would align him, you know, judging by the way the curve have typically done things, you know, looking at their schedule here pretty quickly, um, you know, they're, they're, they start tonight, September 13th. So, you know, you're going to see him only one more time uh, the remainder of, of the season here uh, in Altoona. So I think, you know, obviously, in my opinion, you got to go see him play. You, and and the curve are still in the hunt. They, they're, um, you know, entering Tuesday's play. They're three and a half games back um, for the Eastern League. A lot of things have to happen. Um, or I'm sorry, four games back. But a lot of things, or no, three and a half. Yeah, I'm sorry. The elimination number is four. Um, that's where I was getting confused in reading the standings. But again, come see them play. And you're going to see Henry Davis. You're going to see Matt Gorski is back. You're going to see a lot of great players uh, that have a lot of potential play in this lineup. Malcolm Nunez, big time acquisition in 
the Jose Quintana trade, I think has been a big asset for them. Aaron Shackelford, even. Then Andre Salvarez, 2020 guy. You know, we talked about that um, last last week. But now's the time to get out and, and see these guys. I think they're I think guys like, you know, Piguero might get a call up. And, it, and it's unfortunately, the Triolo is Jared Triolo is hurt. But guys like Leo Piguero, I think we end of the season um, in AAA. But again, it kind of depends on, on not kind of, but it does depend on what the Pirates decide to do um, moving forward uh, to finish this regular season off and get into the offseason. Because I think there is value in getting these guys up to the next level. And I think there is value in that because it gives them that experience so that next year they're not overwhelmed. They know what to expect. And I think that speaks volumes for the types of players that these guys are, but it also puts them in the best positions to succeed. And that's really what minor league baseball should be and needs to be about. But we're going to talk more about Pirates prospects when we return from this quick break on the Young Bucks podcast of the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Welcome back to the Young Bucks Podcast, the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Corey Geiger, as like as I said, is off this week. I'm joined by my Australian Shepherd puppies, Linscombe and Posey. If you're a baseball fan, I'm sure you understand where those names come from. Uh, if you're if you know me, you know that Tim Linscombe was one of my favorite pitchers growing up. Just so happens that my fiance also had a not also she had a poster of him in her college dorm. Uh, when she was in college. So we kind of settled on that. And then we wanted a, another puppy. And they said, hmm, let's get a girl. And I said, why not Posey? And it worked out rather well. Uh, very excited to be a dog dad. Very excited for those sorts of things. But let's talk baseball, right? We just talked about the battery. Well, let's talk about baseball. Bradenton season came to a, a unique end, so to speak. Um, and it's just... It, it, rain is obviously very prevalent in, in, the, in the state of Florida and, and all over right now. That's just kind of the season, the way that the seasons have been shifting. It's normal now, right, to, to experience rain um, this year. But because of that, because they weren't able to complete their game and it was canceled, they weren't able to finish out their season, which then puts them a half game back of the Dunedin Blue Jays, who ended up advancing to the postseason, which is just absolutely crazy to me, the way that that season, you know, ended. And I don't think that I've ever seen anything quite like it, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. And and it's wild, man. It, it, it's just, you know... It's just one of those situations where, um, where weather is so unpredictable, and later in the season, it's just so there are just so many things that um, that that go into it because logistics logistically, it's not as though moving the game up might might help. It might not help moving the game back or waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, it, it's just one of those situations, you know. It's a noon game, but at the end of the day, with it being a new game, it's not like you can move it to 9 a.m. 
or 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., right? You know, people have lives. On Sundays, people have a lot of different things going on. Now, of course, you know, you want it to be decided fairly and honestly and openly. And, you know, sometimes it's just the way that the ball rolls, unfortunately. And, and it's just... It's just one of those situations that you can't really control. Um, and, and, and you, you feel for those guys, but it's just one of those situations where you just can't, can't, mother nature is undefeated, right? She, she's always going to win. She's always going to, to dominate the statistics, right? The wins and losses do not exist because she dominates them. There are no mother nature losses. We all, we succumb to her every summer. We succumb to her every winter, but you know, when, when playoff hopes are at stake and, and they're the defending champs, right? They're the defending um, Florida state league champs and they don't get to defend that crown. And it sucks. And it sucks for those guys. And it sucks to not be able to see Bubba Chandler um, and guys like that play, you know, play for hardware. Uh, and especially at a young age, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that that was the case, but, but again, you know, that's kind of the way the ball rolls. Um, at this time of the season. And it, it'll be interesting to see what might be put in place so that that doesn't happen again. Um, because, you know, you hate to see a season end like that. Um, but again, it's minor league baseball and, and stranger things have definitely happened and, and will happen. But, you know, Bradenton had a, had a very good season. Um, and I think that's one of the other things that you have to look at as well. You know, there's talent in the system. There's depth now in the system. And it'll be interesting to, to see, you know, how they continue to, to develop this talent. You know, looking at Bradenton, you have Bubba Chandler. He's only 19. And, you know, he, he only hit 196 this year. Um, I think there's a very big adjustment coming from the high school game to this, to, to the professional game. And I think he would be the first person to, to tell you that, you know, um, you know, only had 102 at bats. So obviously he's pitching um, and pitching often. So, you know, it, you know, he, it's just one of those things. And he appeared in 22 games, 14 hits, um, three doubles, one triple homer, eight RBIs worked 11 walks, struck out 35 times, um, you know, hit, he hit 231 in the Florida complex league, 184 for the, uh, for the Marauders. But, you know, then you look at, you look at the pitching side of it. Right. And I think that's, you know, eventually I think that there's the possibility that he ends up being a PO uh, or a pitcher only. And it's just kind of one of those deals. Right. But, you know, opponents overall hit 100, hit 162 off of him. He had 60 strikeouts in 41 and a third innings pitched. So, you know, he was one and one, 415 ERA. Again, you have to look beyond the wins and losses and look past the ERA. Started six games, pitched in eight. He had one hold. Um, tw- like I said, 26 innings pitched in Bradenton. Gave up 20 hits, 12 runs, all of them earned, three homers. Um, you know, 18 walks, 33 strikeouts. Uh, opponents hit in the Florida State League, 215 off of them. Now, of course, overall, you know, the Florida Complex League, they only hit, you know, 061 off of them. And, you know, that kind of deals with that. But, again, very solid season from him. Um, obviously, 
you know, started, got built up a little rather late, but that's not a bad thing either. Again, he's still only 19. So that's also something that you kind of have to play into consideration. Guys like Andy Rodriguez just purely dominated. Uh, Andy Rodriguez is, I think, the hottest prospect uh, in the system right now. Uh, if not all minor league baseball, the dude just keeps hitting, hitting, hitting. Um, obviously, he's an Altoona right now. And in all honesty, if I'm Ben Charrington, let's see what he's got. Send him to send him to Indianapolis. See what he's got. Uh, and I mean, everybody knows he's going to start in Altoona next year more often than, or more more often more likely than not. But you know, anything can happen. And I think that's something that you have to to kind of take into consideration too. Is there's just so many things that you know that can happen. Um, in a minor league season and minor league off season. And that's what I think I'm excited for, you know, going into next year is seeing where these guys, you know, finish because you've got guys like Davis, guys like Gonzalez heading to the Arizona fall league. I wouldn't, I w- wouldn't be against any Bubba Chandler there. I wouldn't be against seeing guys like when Priester there or in Carmen Majinski and get those extra guys, get those kind of looks. Colin Selby even, I think would be a great reliever in the fall league. I think he's got some electric stuff too in the back end of the bullpen uh, for the curve. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the pirates handle this off season because this is a busy, this is a busy off season. They got some rule five picks or rule five decisions to make as well uh, that they need to add to the active roster. And that, and that's not going to be easy. There are going to be some guys that might not get, uh, might not return to the organization that, that could be focal points um, down the road. But at the end of the day, what matters now is development and finishing the season on a high note. Altoona's got this week. Um, and then obviously, like I said, Indianapolis goes until the end of the Major League Baseball regular season. So I would, ex- I would expect to see. Uh, some Altoona guys called up here after their season ends this week. Uh, it ends on Sunday. I don't expect that to be Henry Davis. I don't expect that to um, to be guys like that. But, you know, could could Lolo Sanchez see his name get called up? Could maybe Figueroa or Gonzalez um, or even Aaron Shackelford? Uh, I think that could be an option as well. But it'll be interesting to see how the Pirates handle that. But until then... Um, Thank you guys, as always, for listening. This has been Jared Prugar on the Young Bucks podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. We'll catch you again next week after the double-A season wraps up. And we hope to have a couple players on for you so you can listen to what they have to say for their off-season plans. Mm-hmm.